I mean, if I've not already made it known during this pod, I'll repeat myself again. Kane can fuck off. Hello and welcome back to Jory's FPL. I am Dan, I am one half of Jory's FPL and I'm joined again by Stephen, the other half of Jory's FPL. How are you, pal? Pretty horrific weekend, but I'm Aris. I'm Aris, how are you? Is that FPL-wise or is that in your personal life? Oh, it's FPL-wise, personal life, sorry. No, I can't even get for me. New car, which some of you may have seen who are listening. And a good week on FPL. I think we'll... I think we should just briefly cover last week's FPL. The games are coming nice and quick, so there's no point going into it too much. I mean, what's worth more, the car or your FPL week? Um, depends. It depends how good my FPL week goes. Definitely my FPL week this week. Aye, I thought so. Um, so how did you get on, Ish? Go on, give a quick review. Pretty shite, in all honesty. Um, <laughs> 36 points. That was your first below the average this season. I don't even know, to be honest. I cannot remember the other ones because my last few weeks have been all pretty bad. But 36 points, captain failure with Kane, four-pointer, um, not many returnees. So I'd rather not talk about it, to be honest. What about you? Well, I had a good week. Um, 62 points, or 63, I think, actually, by the time um, by the time that Ben White came in. And a captain success. I went against the grain, as you did, against Salah. But I went for Son, who got us a nice 26-pointer. So he's moved us up within the top 50k. I think about 44k, actually. So um, sitting pretty, mate. I just wish it was the end of the season now, to be honest. And we could stop these podcasts as well. Oh, I have dropped a 328k. So it's a difficult couple of weeks for me. But I'm sure we'll get. I'll get back at some point. Well, we will get back to it because we've been studying the game, Stephen. We know exactly what's going to happen in the next few weeks, so we're going to be both top 10k managers by Christmas, surely. <laughs> Aye. So what we're going to talk about a little bit, we're going to go back to basics a little bit. We're going to give you the preview of the next game week. But as we've talked about in previous podcasts through the season about fixture swings, there's always seemed to have been like, I think it was game week eight, there was just such a blatant fixture swing. I think it was Chelsea and a couple of others that were in Leeds that were going nicely. And there was a couple of others that were just blatant stay away from. And the same seems to be happening this game week, Stephen. It does. Looks very good for some teams, very bad for other teams. So we'll give a bit of insight on potentially what players you want to get in, players that are high owned in the game that you might want to get out uh, due to the fixture run that they've got coming up. Yeah. And if someone says to you, I've got good news and bad news, you always want the bad news first. So why don't we go with the teams who have a bad fixture run coming up? So the three that we've singled out, um, which... Not many people will be on their players, but they have still got a few highly owned ones. Uh, we've singled out Leeds, Wolves and Newcastle. We'll start with Leeds first of all. Their fixture run is as follows. Chelsea, Man City, Arsenal, Liverpool, Villa takes you up until the 28th, till game week 20. And now if, if that's a stinking run of fixtures, then I can't understand how anyone can be anywhere near as bad as that. They've got players coming back at the moment as well, which adds a bit of a span on the works. But who out of the players that are highly owned from Leeds would you say you'd move out and what options would you have for moving them out? Oh, it's a funny one because I've talked on this podcast many a time. I love Rafinha. He's a season keeper for me. But <laughs> there's fixture list. You just 
it's what you would struggle to you'd struggle to bench him because you know what he's capable of, but then you just look at that and just not want to play him. So I think most people people aren't on Ailing in Bamford anymore because of the injury problems they've had. Yes, they're coming back, but I don't think you're buying them now. So the question really is, Rafinha, what do you do with them? I'm an owner, you're not. At the minute, the way that my transfer plans are looking like they're going over the next few weeks is not a priority, but the more I look at those fixture lists, the more it should be, surely. Definitely. We know he can turn up at any point, um, so we know he still could get the odd goal or assist in that fixture run, but there is a lot of other options at that same price point, so if he... If, if you do have a free transfer coming up and you, you're not planning on using it on anyone else, you will definitely be a transfer out for a lot of people. Does the fact that he took the penalty when Klitsch wasn't on the pitch make it a little bit harder to take him off, take him out of your team? Or is it just the fact that Klitsch wasn't there and Bamford wasn't on? Yeah, Bamford's back now, so I don't see that being a, a way of holding on to them because Bamford's going to be straight back on pens. So you think if you're a Rafinha owner and you've got those transfers, and you don't know what to do, he should be high on the priority list. I mean, I transferred him out for Trossard a few weeks back, and that doesn't look a great transfer so far, so <laughs> I can't really talk anything about uh, Rafinha, but as I say, if you've got a transfer to burn, and you haven't got any other fires in your team, I'm sure taking him out would be probably the best option at this point, due to the fixtures. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, the next team that we've earmarked is having bad fixtures. We talked about their fixture switch probably about game week four. They had a lovely run of fixtures. Of course, what goes up has to come down. Wolverhampton Wonders, Wonders. I've got a horrible run of fixtures coming up. Man City, Brighton, Chelsea, Watford, Arsenal takes it to game week 20. We said we like their defence a few weeks ago. They've not been too bad, but if you're sitting on them now, it's, it's a move away, isn't it? Definitely. The defenders would be the first ones you'd get out. I mean, Jimenez is a, another highly owned player from them. You sit on him at the moment. And what would be your options with Jimenez? Who would you transfer in if you do take him out? Well, for me personally, I'm looking about moving money elsewhere. So Jimenez is going to go to a player who is nowhere near his price point at the moment, which I'm sure we'll discuss later on. But if you are looking at his price point, probably go to Antonio if you can. They've got some nice fixtures coming up, which we'll discuss as well. You can come down a little bit if you want. Watford, although they're not a very attractive team to own in FPL, they've got some very nice fixtures coming up if you want to really save some cash. But there's definitely players around there that you can move around. But a player that we wouldn't move to because of their fixtures coming up, Callum Wilson, he's got two and two, but we can't imagine him getting two in the next five. I can see him getting a goal against Leicester just with their their uh, form at the back. They've not had a clean sheet all season, so I think there's a good chance of that. But after Leicester, we've got Liverpool, Man City, Man U, Everton and Southampton. So not the best run of fixtures, especially for a, a two-in team, which don't always do do well over Christmas. So I think Wilson would be a nice transfer out for someone like Watkins or, like you say, one of the Watford boys um, to save a bit of cash. So what do we think about people who are Maximan? Obviously would have got them about 6.5, can probably only sell them for about 6.6. You kind of get over that Antonio level probably. I'm guessing you don't have that money lying around. Who is it to come down to? Obviously Tony has got his COVID issues. Armstrong's lost his place in the team. Who is this St. Maximan and below to move to? It has to be either King or Dennis from Watford. There's no other real options. I mean, more pays, sticking a few in the back of the net at the minute, but 
he's always one week away from being dropped, isn't he? Um, and Ben Teke hasn't been playing every match recently, so other players at that price point just aren't attractive at the moment. Yeah, we're quite like the look of Ben Teke a couple of weeks ago as well, but he's been in and out of that uh, Crystal Palace team, which is a shame because they've got some nice fixtures coming up as well, but... I'm guessing he's probably your second striker. He might even be your third, but if he's your second striker spot and you've got Tony problems, which a lot of people do, you just you don't want to be dealing with that hokey-cokey. You'd probably rather just come down and then if he doesn't play, he doesn't play. And Stephen, I was presuming that nobody owns anybody else from Newcastle then? A few people might be on Mankio. Four million oh. cheap defender. Just just leave him for now. If It's no point yeah. transferring him out. I love how our, our opinions on Newcastle defenders has changed drastically in the fact we've got one win and one clean shit this season. A few weeks ago, we were saying if you've got him, just just get him out, just put on a Bamadelian or something like that, like from Norwich. But no, if you if you've got a hold of Mankio now, he seems to have his spot in the team. If we went back, we're back four, which we have done the last few games. Looks like that's what Howe likes. Mankio, he, he's fine for me. I'd, I'd rather have him at right back than Kraft or Murphy. So. I think if you've got Mankio, you might as well just keep a hold of him. Just know the fact that he's going to be on your bench most weeks, which you won't mind if he's a four million player. Definitely. Um, and that moves well nicely on to the fixture swings for, um, well, some good fixture swings for some teams in the league. Dan, we've got Man U, West Ham, Villa and Watford with some tasty fixtures coming up. Anyone that we like from those teams? Well... We like probably most of them coming from those teams, but if we're going to start off with Man United, because they seem to have the best fixture run, uh, Norwich, Brentford, Brighton, Newcastle, Burnley, wow, that takes you up till game week 20. You've got to get at least one or two of those in at the moment, but with the new manager, it's who is going to play. Let's have a little look at the back line there. Dallo, would you dare? I mean, how much is he sitting at the moment? I don't have it in front of us now. Um, I think he's 4.4 at the moment. Wow, is is he? If you would you would you brave it? Wan Bissaka was back, but he was on the bench this this week. You must might like the look of him. I wouldn't personally. I think Wan Bissaka is going to play at least fifty percent of the games, regardless. So, yeah, fair enough. He's he's four point four, but still, when you've got Livermento and players like that at the same price point who are going to play every game, I still think it's a dodgy one. Yeah, you're probably right. I think it might take a couple of weeks before I decide to get Man United assets in defensive wise, anyways, because. I mean, Maguire's your, your sure starter. It's, it's moving on from him or moving to, to him, sorry, would be probably like a James or something like that. And yeah, I'm just not prepared to do that to myself at this moment. Yeah, I mean, De Gea's probably the best option at the back for them, but you just don't want to be transferring keepers out. But I guess yeah. that, that may change for a lot of people with uh, Brighton's potential fixture against Spurs being called off. But we'll get on to that later. Oh, well, indeed. So a little bit further up the park midfield, you've got Fernandez that's going to play every game. He's just not on anyone's radars at the moment. He's still 16% owned, but I'm sure that's got to be dead teams now because people who had that money in that midfield that spot would have quickly realised that moving to Salah was the wise option. But the midfielders are quite interesting coming up. I mean, you've got Sancho, you've got Rashford, you've got Greenwood, all lowly owned. Do you take a punt on any of them in the next few weeks? It's a wait and see with them, isn't it? Sancho and Rashford are definitely um, good options who could be quite explosive in the game, but I think you want another couple of weeks seeing what they're like. Are they going to continue in the side with Greenwood coming back as well? Um, there's a few question marks around them, so further up the pitch, really you're only looking at Ronaldo because of the price point that Fernandez is at as well. Yeah, and I think Ronaldo will be... 
ready to go for most players. I think I think the problem is obviously the new manager comes in, which makes it difficult to predict, which we've discussed before. The quick turnaround of fixtures, because you've got to remember that although most Premier League teams have got a week rest here and haven't got a game midweek, there's still Champions League and Europa League fixtures, so there's still things we can gain from looking at the lineups there. But Ronaldo's a different beast. Is he going to play every game? People wouldn't expect a 36-year-old to play every game. But he's, he's the man, isn't he? Let's be honest, he's the man there. I think if I was going to punt one of them, I'd be going Ronaldo. But there's going to be a lot of people who don't have that money up there yet. You can do worse than Rashford. I tell you, if I had money in there and I wasn't looking to get Ronaldo in at some point, I think Rashford's a good shout. Definitely. Um, I just want to see a couple more weeks from them boys first just to see if they do continue with a run in the side. But... Ronaldo is definitely going to be the best option. You're just slightly afraid that he might not play every game, but you come to expect that with his age and the fact he, he has to play in the Champions League. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree there as well. Um, another team that we've, another very good team as well that we've earmarked for having good fixtures coming up is West Ham, Stephen. Burnley, Arsenal, Norwich, Southampton, Watford takes them at the game week 20. They are looking very, very good. Obviously, win over Chelsea on the weekend proves it. But again, is it going to be a who do you go for? Let's start the back again for these defensively. Is there anyone? It's difficult at the back now because they've got a lot of injuries there. So you don't know who's actually going to be playing. And plus, they still do tend to concede a lot of goals regardless of the fact that they're winning games at the moment. So... From a clean sheets perspective, nothing really interests me there. I don't know how you feel about that, Dan. I think it's going to be a funny one because Sufal looks like he's coming back into the team. Um, obviously, Johnson played left back this time out, but he came off injured as well. So there's a four million option that isn't an option anymore. Cresswell should be back, shouldn't he, if Johnson's out? So Yeah, and then so I think Sufal becomes an option again. Definitely. I, I wouldn't be too adverse about going for, for Soufal. He's, he's got attacking returns in him. He got an assist this weekend as well. It's just uh, he, he would be getting him in for the attacking returns rather than the clean sheets, perhaps. Would you agree with that? Even with the nice run? Ah, it's a funny one, actually. I think 4.7 for Soufal, though. is He's a good price if you can get to him. I think, to be honest, I might be looking at him. I'm talking myself into Soufal a little bit. I would agree. It's a good price. I didn't realise he was that cheap with him being 5 million at the start of the season. Um, I'm sitting with Ben White. Uh, but then again, Arsenal's fixtures aren't too bad for the near future either. So I don't really want to waste transfers for the sake of it. But out of all of the options they've got at the back, Soufal's going to be the best one because he looks like he's going to be nailed in the near future. Yeah, and I think if anyone's got Wolves defenders at the moment, that's a very, very, very easy move to make. Um, a little bit further up the pitch, midfield. Fornals didn't start this week, which was a little bit surprising. Well, it's obviously worked out well because they've ended up beating the European champions. But Bowen is just ticking along and ticking along and ticking along. He's up to 4.2% ownership, which is still very, very low. 6.4 million, which is still very, very cheap. He's a perfect replacement for Rafinha, if you look at it that way. Definitely. He's on my radar at the moment. I don't know whether to look at getting him in early or wait until the Norwich game. That's the things I'm questioning at the moment. But he's definitely looking good. His underlying stats are very good as well. Even when he doesn't score assist, he gets a lot of chances. Um, Fornals is an interesting one because... With him not playing on the weekend, you would expect him to, to start the next few games. I know they changed formation, so maybe that's why he didn't uh, get involved from the start. But 
you would you would suspect that he's going to get a consistent run in the team now with him being dropped for the last one. Um, and Ben Rama's probably want to stay away from at the moment. He hasn't looked in form recently. He has, and I can't believe I'm just looking at him now. He started at six million, managed to hit six point six million in game week nine, and now it's game week sixteen, and he's back down to six million. Pretty so that well. just shows how um how up and down FPL managers can be, but how up and down an FPL player can be. He's getting limited minutes recently, so I think now, we discussed a few weeks ago that it was between Ben Rama, Fornals and Bowen. Take your pick, you can go with any of them. But now it's just looking like Jared Bowen for me. Yeah, Bowen's definitely taken over, um, and I can't see him coming out the t- the team anytime soon. I mean, and the other option would be looking at the forward side from West Ham. Antonio, still highly owned in the game at 39.1%. I mean, if you're on him, you, you would stay with him for this fixture run. But if you're not on him, he doesn't look as, as an attractive option as what he did maybe about five or six game weeks ago because he's, he's had a few blanks during that time. He has, and although we have been touting out Antonio as being that player who can score against anyone, they've hit a bad fixture run and he's not scored in six. So that's no goals against Villa, Liverpool, Wolves, Man City, Brighton or Chelsea, which is, of course, six difficult fixtures. But then if we're sitting here saying they've got Burnley... Arsenal, Norwich, Southampton, Watford in the next five. That could be a chance for West, um, Antonio to explode back on the scene again. And I wouldn't put it past him. But unfortunately, the quick fixtures also means it's probably a time for him to get crocked again. That's it. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen with Antonio. He's, he's seemed to be all right all this season, but they've still got Europa League. I, I know the top of the the top of the group as well, so they'll definitely be going through. Um, uh, it's difficult to say what to do with Antonio. And he's at a hard price point to get to if you are going to go for a premium in your team like Ronaldo yeah definitely if, if usually if you've got a Ronaldo you've got a couple of 6.5 and belows to fill the gaps but 7.9 Antonio yes it came down in price but he is going to be difficult still um another team that have got some nice fixtures and they've been doing quite well even with some difficult fixtures Aston Villa Stephen We've got Liverpool up next, which of course is not a good one, so we're probably not recommending people to jump on now. But Norwich and Burnley follow with Chelsea there next, but then Leeds and Brentford. Again, for them, it's who do you go for? There isn't any players necessarily standing out massively for them. Yes, concert bag two against Leicester, but we can't see that being a repeat. Um, Matty Cash looks like he's getting forward. Would you fancy him at all? Out of all the defensive options, Matty Cash would be the one. I mean, the keepers, you're probably priced out of him with him being um, over five million. So not many will go for, for him in this run. Um, target's meant to be and have a knock or injured, isn't he? So he's probably yeah. not someone you're looking at at the moment. Konsak obviously won't keep up that goal scoring form. So <laughs> Cash is definitely the only one. And even under the previous manager you knew he liked to get forward maybe he doesn't get as many assists or goals that you you would uh, associate with someone at his price point but I think that should change sometime soon with them fixtures yeah I'd agree with Cash Cash would definitely be on the radar for me but I put him in the same territory as Soufal as well yeah. Soufal's 0.3 cheaper so I think it's an easier move just to go to him um, midfield now I think about uh, Aston Villa's midfield, there's really nothing in there. Buendia's just not been what everyone expected him to be at the start of the season. John McGinn, you're getting him in, you might get the odd return, but you're not expecting it. So I think there's a lot of games where you wouldn't play him. You'd probably only play him against the relegation candidates. Yeah, It's pretty much the only other option in there is Ollie Watkins, which I, I mean, I wouldn't put you off, really. He's still 7.5 million, still lowly owned. It's worth a gamble, I think. 
I think he's a good shout, Watkins. I don't see much else in the midfield or forward line that interests me. You don't know what's happening with things at the minute as well. Doesn't seem to be in the team, potentially due to injury. Um, but, yeah, Watkins, out of all of them, he seems to be trusted by Gerrard. So, I think he is the, the best option like from a uh, attacking aspect. Aye, and obviously he bagged a couple against Liverpool a couple of seasons ago. So, you might, you might even just fancy getting them in straight away. That moves on nicely to the last team we're going to speak about for a nice fixture run, which is Watford. I know a lot of people will be looking at Watford's forwards specifically, um, but is there anything else in the in the team that you like to look at? I mean, the next five fixtures are Brentford, Burnley, Palace, Wolves and West Ham. Um, to be fair, continues all right after that. We've got Spurs and Newcastle after that, so <laughs> not too bad games in the long run as well, but... Is any anything else that interests us other than the obvious up front? I, I think the obvious is just up front, and I think it would be a little bit daft to go elsewhere. It seems to me to be, I mean, I might be talking completely shit here, but it seems to me like they, they rotate everything else quite often. Like you often see clever, Cleverly, and then there's Kuska, and there's a few others in there that just keep coming in and out. Um, of course, Foster was going to be a good option that's why I had him in would be beautiful to play him against Brentford Burnley Crystal Palace in the next few weeks he's crocked it looks like he's going to be out for a little while as well so I think it is literally the upfront boys but a little bit on the upfront boys you've got Dennis's 5.3 and Josh King's 5.7 do you pay a little extra for Josh King he is seems to be on the penalties he seems to be playing through the middle but Dennis has outscored him by quite a bit this season yeah who would you go for now I wouldn't put anyone off either of them, in all honesty, but um, Dennis seems to be overperforming in terms of his underlying stats. Um, he doesn't seem to get as many chances as King, but it's a, it's a difficult one just because of the, the slight difference in price. I think if, you, if you've got enough money, because King's on pens, it just gives you that little bit more of a, um, a decision to, to bring him in. Yeah. Yeah, I've probably been swayed by the points because if people follow us on Twitter at George's FPL, they would have seen that I did bring in Dennis this week. However, that was partially tactically because it left us some extra money for a different transfer, which again, we'll talk about later in the podcast. So that was a quick roundup of the fixture swings coming up, Stephen. There was no quick about it, but I, it was quick. <laughs> <laughs> not, as, not as quick as we would have liked, but you know, we digress, we digress. Um... I think we'll just go back to basics here. Let's talk about the games coming up in game week 16. Yeah, so we've got Brentford against Watford, which is on Friday night football, 8 o'clock. Way, I love it. Uh, it looks like it could be a tasty affair um, with any Watford game at the moment being a lot of goals. It feels like Watford might be this, this season's leads, mightn't it? Where just a lot of goals in the games, back and forth pretty much all of the match um but just not as many fpl assets i just not as many fpl assets uh, up and down the pitch but brentford on the other hand there's no real word on tony yet if he's if he's come back anytime soon so it's a difficult one to, to decide whether to hold on to him especially with the with them having like quite a nice fixture run in the short term um you're probably gonna have to wait until the press has to decide what's best with him yeah i think because it's a funny one isn't it because eddie howe we heard about Eddie Howe on the Friday, but then he was allowed back in the in the changes or on the sideline the following Saturday. So I suppose it depends when he contracted it. When he gets a negative test, I think, isn't it? Because that's Eddie Howe got a negative test the weekend week after, so he was fine. Right, is that how it is? Um, yeah, but I think the positive thing about Tony is everybody's got him in their team. Mm. So people are either forced into making the move 
or you're just holding on to them and everyone else has held on to them so it's not not as big a deal um I, I would keep a hold of Tony. I'm still sitting there with Mbwemo at the moment as well, which I am trying oh. to move on despite him getting as an assist of the weekend. But it's going to be hard to do with uh, Watford coming up next. I think he'd probably be starting for me, to be honest with you, because it's Watford. But I, I am looking to move him on soon. Um, but in terms of the game, as you say, Watford are looking good from an attacking aspect. Brentford were looking good defensively, but that sort of went a little bit. We've discussed King and Dennis. Do you get them in? Do you get them in just for this fixture, or do you wait and see a little bit longer, or how how do we work it? I mean, it's difficult this one because I'm looking to bring in Ronaldo, so I don't really want to take any minus fours to get one of them in when it's against Brentford. They could score, yes, but they, they might blank as well. So unless you really need to move down to them and you've got like two transfers burning and you need some cash, I wouldn't look to get them in right now. Um, I know you've you've got one of them in last week, but that's because you needed some funds as well, wasn't it? Yeah, I had the luxury move. I had two transfers last week and I had no plans. Well, I did have plans. The plans were for this week. So it was a luxury move. I'm glad I was able to do it. There's going to be some people who have got the luxury move still and may look Tony down to one of those lads. I wouldn't put them off it, to be honest. You could save yourself either half a mil or even a million if you come down to Dennis. So I think... If you're trying to get ahead of your little rivals or your mini league rivals in this space of time, then it might not be a bad idea to move to one of the Watford lads. But which of Watford lad have you got as your Jordy's player of the match? I've went for King. I think he's going to score a pen. Aye, you're probably right. And score prediction, Stephen? 2-1 to Watford for me. Oh, well, I'm going to go opposite, mate. I'm going to say 2-1 to Brentford. In Buemo double. Oh, he's a big trap, him. Uh, it, w- it wouldn't surprise if he does something for you now just before you transfer him out and all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so the Saturday at 12.30, we've got Man City versus Wolves. City, obviously, in the midst of their prolonged run of decent fixtures. But as it always does, year after year, it's who do you get. Bernardo Silva has been ridiculous recently. Pep Guardiola said in one of his presses he's the best player in the Premier League when he's on his form, which he has been and which he has shown. People are going to be in that Ford and Gundogan debate at the moment. It's very popular. I mean, we've got Gundogan. We got Gundogan in for Ford, which hasn't <laughs> it hasn't 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 done well any bad things really, but it hasn't done anything good. Ford off at half time against Leipzig tonight. Gundogan played the full ninety. It's what do we do? How are Come and tell tell me what to do with these assets. Do I get them in now? Do I keep them if I've got them? What do I do? How can I tell anyone what to do with my transfers? Are late, but I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll try anyways. I mean that that debate between Ford and Gundogan and Bernardo Silva. I mean Ford can play anywhere along the front line. So as long as he's not being took off tonight due to injury. I still think he's the most attractive because he's going to be explosive uh, with him playing as an out position forward as well. Um, I mean, Bernardo Silva is a tricky one because his underlying stats aren't the best, but he, he just seems to be overperforming at the minute. And like you say, it's a toss up between him and Salah for the, the best player in the, in the world at present. So I think he's still, he's still a good option, even though I wouldn't have said this a few weeks ago. Um, I can't see um, De Bruyne coming back into the team anytime soon. He hasn't put many good. Uh, performances in so again Gundogan we've got him in we brought him in because we felt he was going to play high up the pitch like he did the last festive period um, he hasn't really done much so far but I still wouldn't put anyone off him either so I cannot really say who's the one to go for if I was without any of the three of them I would say forward and right now even at his higher yeah. price 
Yeah, but I think if you're on any of the three of them, don't do the hokey-cokey between them because you know as soon as you move off one, the other one's going to bag. Jack Grealish, obviously, has just been thrown completely to the side. I watched the game against Watford and he just he didn't look great. He, he, looks, he looks miles behind the other players, which, don't get us wrong, he's been playing with players his whole career who are miles behind those. So it's going to take a little bit of time to move on. But can you believe at the start of the season we put Bernardo Silva in the same bracket as like Adama Traore, who <laughs> looks good but doesn't get those FPL points? Well, he's proved us wrong, mate. It was a terrible, terrible view on him early on the season, wasn't it? <laughs> I think a lot of people had that view, though, so we're not the only ones. Um, the way team Wolves struggling to score as of late. They've got some tough games coming up. There's not there's not any standout options now. In fact, as we said earlier in the pod, we'd be looking to come off. Yeah, I mean, I haven't got much to say on Wolves. The fixtures aren't great. They're not doing the best at the moment. And there might not even be many people on Wolves' assets other than potentially a defender and Jimenez, which we've already discussed. So looks like it's going to be a hard game for, for Wolves against City, um, who went for Jordy's player of the match. Well, well, predictions are usually miles off it, mate. We've just talked about how Grealish doesn't look on it. But, I mean, I can definitely watch him bag two this weekend, just because we've said it. Aye. So, yeah, a bit of tongue-in-cheek Grealish, but I think if we're looking at serious, I think it's hard to look against Bernardo Silva at the moment, although I do think Gundogan was playing very high against Watford. He had a couple of shots that were well saved by uh, Backman. So, I think I think Gundogan could do very well this week. I hope so. If he doesn't do well, it could be another shitter for me. Um, I went for 3-0 to Man City in this match. What do you fancy in this one, Dan? I've gone a little bit more low-key and I went with 2-0, mate. Nice. Right, that moves on nicely to the 3 o'clock games on Saturday. We've got Arsenal against Southampton first up. Um, feels like this could be another difficult game for Arsenal because uh, they're making a hard work of a lot of them at the moment. Um They've always got a dodgy set of results in them each season, which we, we know it's been like this for many years now with Arsenal. Um, you could tell that they, they missed Smith Rowe in the last match because there wasn't much creativity from them. Is there anyone else worth having a look at from them at the moment? I think the people who are in the Smith Rowe, there's going to be a lot of people who transferred him in this week as well. Please don't tra- rage transfer him out. It looked like it was... Just a cramp did we discuss earlier, yeah. So it looks like he could well be out. He could be well sorry, he could well be back in this week. Um but defensively there's nothing. You got Tierney coming back in, he looked very good. Yes, he got pulled off. Well they were winning one nil when he got pulled off, so I don't think he'd be making that mistake again. Uh the back line looks pretty set. If you if you're struggling for money, Ben White's still a good option. Tommy Asu looked good again last night. But yeah, the the often go through these bad runner results, Arsenal. It was a start of the season, and now it looks like it's coming back again. Maybe yeah. Martinelli. How how much is Martinelli looking at these days? I, I, I can imagine he's going to be one of those that just do the hokey-cokey in and out all the time, I'd imagine. Aye. I mean, 5.2 million. He, he might go a good fun if you're really, really desperate, if you're trying to get some of that Smith Rowe money in. But, yeah, I, I, just, I just stick to what you know, I think, in terms of Arsenal. I think Smith Rowe will be fine. The back four looks pretty solid now. Tavares, he was shocking when he came in against Everton, so I can't imagine him starting again. I think just stick with what you know about Arsenal. Smith Rowe will be back. Ben White and Tommy Asu looking good as well. I've got to say the best thing about the Arsenal-Everton game, bar the, the grey last-minute winner, had to be Pepe's face on the sidelines when Enketia oh. was coming on. 
Gold. Oh, <laughs> not very happy. And what about um, Everton's pathetic 27-minute walkout thing that they were going to pretend and there was about 11 people that got up? <laughs> Sounds like Newcastle's a few years back, didn't it? It does indeed. <laughs> um, on the Saints, though, they're not doing much at present. Don't get us wrong, they were very unlucky with a last-minute equaliser against Brighton. Um, some tough games coming up as well. Loads will be on Livermento. Maybe it's up for debate what do you do with them. But for me, if you've got them in a four million, you've got to stick with them because you can probably sell them now for four point three. Still not really getting anyone attractive at that point, unless you've no. got a few quid spare. Um, the strike has though been a little bit funny for people. A lot of people got Armstrong in. We did. He's not in there for me anymore. I think he is still in there for you. Roja is five point something, so he's nice and cheap. Is he an option, or we just don't want to predict that hokey cokey anymore? You don't want to predict it. It seems like it's fifty fifty at the moment. Uh, Armstrong's in one week. Broya's in another week. I mean, if they had good fixtures, Che Adams would definitely be a good option because he seems to be the one that consistently plays, and he's picking up goals here and there as well. So it's good for bonus points as well, Che Adams. He is, I. So I would say Che Adams would be the best option of them all, but you just his his price points difficult because we've already discussed there's better at that price like Watkins, uh, the Watford boys as well. So I don't think you move to uh, any of the Southampton players coming up, but at the same time, Bar Armstrong, I don't think I'd be moving out Livermento. Um, Armstrong, someone I'm thinking about moving out soon. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Um, Jory's player of the match, Stephen Hoover went for Emil Smithrow. Emil Smithrow, and for this game. Yes, I think there could be another bad fixture run, well, bad results run coming for Arsenal in the not-so-distant future, but I don't expect it to start here. I'm gone 2-0 Arsenal. I'm going to go for a Desmond, your favourite, 2-2. Nice one. So, a game which I'm actually very, very excited to watch. Well, it'll be the highlights, I'd imagine, but I might watch the extended highlights of this one. Um, Chelsea versus Leeds is another 3 o'clock. Chelsea going through a little bit of a blip at the moment. Do we expect Lukaku back in the team soon, though? Well, I suppose we'll get a little bit of information from the Champions League fixtures, which will be tomorrow night or tonight, if you listen to this as it comes out. Um, Lukaku, though, is he on the radar or is it just better, is it just better options in the midfield? Or the, well, just the premium bracket at the moment. Yeah, he's not on the, the radar from an FPL sense. I do think he'll be back in the team um, for both the Champions League and also the, the Premier League because they the have missed him. Um, but yeah, from an FPL aspect... Kane and him have flopped this season compared to what we expected them to do. So Ronaldo's the only option in that price point at the moment. Yeah, and defensively, they've hit a bit of a blip in a hole. James, since, well, it's, is it any coincidence that when Chilwell gets injured, the defence doesn't look great? You tell me. It is Marcus Alonso at the end of the day, but people who made the sideways move for James, which we did, a lot of people took the risk and went down with Alonso. It's paid off because he's been playing but also he's done fuck all as well. Yeah. One point in three games for James, both of you, me and you have felt the, uh, the effects from that. But we don't move them on, do we? We know what Tuchel's like, we know what Chelsea can do. We're not getting rid of them, are we? Or we're saying that maybe as you do? Can't get rid of James. He's just a monster for, uh, for, for points. But Alonso, on the other hand, if you've got him in, I would be slightly worried. He has been talking about other players potentially playing at wing-back. We know Pulisic got mentioned in the past. Somehow James has moved to left wing-back at one point as well, so you wouldn't be uh, surprised if Azpilicueta played as a right wing-back with uh, tougher games coming up. 
But I Alonso is a weird one because yes, he's good from an attacking perspective, but we know he's not great at defending and he's not a good footballer, really. He's, he? he's not, he's just got a good shot and a good cross on him, hasn't he? That that's about mm. it with him. I mean he doesn't drive a car very well either, but um <laughs> Um, I, I think if you've got Alonso and James, I'd be slightly worried because I don't know how many clean sheets they're going to get without the likes of Chilwell in the team. Yeah, I'd agree. And we talk about there, we're seeing Alonso. I mean, he's got a good shot and a good cross on him. But that, that's FPL. That's FPL in one. That's what you <laughs> want. A player, a defender who's got a good cross and a good shot on him, but just not Marcus Alonso as he came back in the team. Uh, a player who's came back in the team and looking very, very good. He's... Going against the grain of what he did last season, no one had him down as one of those quote-unquote explosive players. But with three double-digit holes this season, Mason Mount is the rotation risk, but is is he a worthy rotation risk? I think a lot of the casuals will be transferring him. They'll just say the the three double-digit holes, 24 points, 12 points and 13 points this season so far. And I'm sure a lot of them will be transferring him in. Jota at the same price point still looks like a better option, doesn't he? I mean, he he should get a lot more more double figure holes than he does. Um, I think with Mount as well, you've always got that rotation risk because they've got about six players vying for the the same um, forward positions behind the striker. So it's a tough one to bring him in, but you wouldn't put anyone off off him as well at the same time. No, no, I'd quite like to see a couple of people in with Mount because, I mean, there's one lad I know who's got Mount in, Scott Turner. Happy birthday as well today. It's your birthday. He's had Mount in for the double-digit holes and he's well, he's prospered off it. He's had some cracking weeks as of late. Um, but, yeah, yeah, at 7.5 million, I'm, I'm not willing to put that amount of money in someone who's going to be a rotation risk. If you're looking for little punts here and there, Leeds is always a good fixture. There's always goals in that game. So... It, might not be a bad punt. You could put him in this week, see how he gets on. He's, he's fit. He's a fit player. He's a young player. We're expecting him probably to play quite a lot over the Christmas period. So, yeah, I wouldn't put anyone off him. Um, moving on to Leeds, though, a little bit. Aileen and Bamford are back. That's got to be massive for them. Yeah, definitely a massive plus for them. They did look much better with them back in the team. Bamford scored a canny goal as well. So, I'm sure Bamford I... was on for 10 minutes and managed to pick up bonus, but Rafinha, but whatever, okay. <laughs> Sounds about right. I, Rafinha just never seems to, to get those double-figure holes, but he's always seems to be involved in everything. Don't know whether that brings him a few negatives in terms of the, the bonus point system um, with him you know, taking on a lot of players, potentially losing the ball now and then, trying yeah. some hard passes. But yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a good plus for um, Leeds to have them back. Obviously, they came back at the best time, they would say, because they've got some hard fixtures coming up where they need to pick up some points, especially with Newcastle picking up points as well. So, are the relegation, um, are the relegation material this season? They have got a lot of good players to keep them up. Yeah, I, I can't see it, mate. I mean, they've nah. got some good players, but you also got to say there's some shite in there, like Liam Cooper, centre-half, captain, not a good footballer. Terrible, man. I don't rate any of those centre-mid. But the thing is, well, you've got Dallas now with Aylin back. Dallas could well be moving into that centre-mid position, which is a lot better for him. He proved last season how good he is in there. Yeah. It's just been it's just been a funny one. You know, you've had Phillips dropping in at centre-half. They've just not been doing what they want to be doing. The wrong players have been in the wrong positions, of course. But, I mean, I... It's going to be a funny one. Bamford back at 7.7 million. His price is attractive, but his fixtures aren't, so people are going to sway away from him. I think people are probably only on Rafinha. We've discussed them already a little bit, what to do with them. I just, they've got some hard fixtures. I, I would just stay away from them, to be honest with you, even with Aylin coming back in. 
definitely totally agree with that. And who's we're going to be where Jordy's player of the match for this game, Dan? We expect him to come back with a little bit of a bang, and it's Romelu Lukaku. Nice. And what score prediction are you going for? Well, we've discussed that Chelsea can't keep clean sheets recently, so I've went for 3-1 to Chelsea. Sorry. <laughs> no, you said Leeds there. <laughs> nah. I'm going to go with 2-0 to Chelsea. Hopefully, James, three bonus. Ah, that would be nice. That would be nice. So, another three o'clock. Gerard returns to his former club, but this time as a manager, it's Liverpool versus Villa. Villa, yes. Uh, Liverpool's attacking numbers at the minute are just silly, aren't they? They're off the the Richter scale. Um, So, you cannot blame anyone that's looking to double up with Salah and either Jota or Mane. Mane is a, a good one, isn't he? Not, not many people seem to take him in just because of his price point, but I'm sure he wouldn't be as bad as getting a Bruno in, would he? We've discussed his price point at the start of the season. Everybody in the FPL world was discussing you can't price Salah and Mane just 0.5 million apart. It needs to be at least 1 million just up just for managers have the decision it was too easy to go Salah this year which is why everyone's ended up owning them I yeah. can guarantee if Manny was a million or even 1.5 million cheaper there'll be a lot of people that have still on Manny definitely Salah wouldn't be so highly owned and he wouldn't be captaincy for everyone most weeks of the year forever because Manny would be giving you that that debate because you wouldn't you'd have to try and find the funds to get up to Salah. It would have been a lot better, and I'm sure surely someone in FPL is going to change that this season. They've got him. Jota, by the way, what a miss! One of the misses of the season. <laughs> it's got to be just straight it straight in the Cody's balls by the look of it, didn't he? <laughs> I think it's a funny one because like, you look at the Aubameyang one against us, and you go, "Well, it's an open net," but it is coming across him. Jota's got time to look up, at it, but the opposite is there is people on the line. He's just got to not hit it at people at the line. I mean, I think I could have scored that one. I mean, just nestle it in the bottom corner. Yeah, Jota, I, you might know a little bit more than this than me. Yes, uh, Liverpool have already qualified as top of the Champions League groups, and they fielded some kids today, but they still had some of the main men on the bench. Jota wasn't one of them. Has he picked up anything, or is it just just? not putting him in the squad whatsoever for a reason. I've not heard anything about him, which is probably good news for Jota owners. I mean, City done something similar, didn't they? They rested a lot of players. They just left them at home. So I know Chancelo and uh, Bernardo Silva didn't even travel. So it might be sort of similar situation for, for Jota. But yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait on news for him. I'm sure a few people will be sweating. Yeah, but a little bit of news on Firmino, which is, of course usually impacts the Jota move. They're expecting him back in game week 18, so there's only two game weeks left before potentially Corky, Corky. Firmino is back. So maybe he's one just to keep an eye on if you're looking at moving your transfers on or if you're looking at planning your transfers ahead. You might want to plan that into your thinking a little bit. Um, Villa, we've discussed, will be creeping into people's estimations soon. Looks like Stevie G has put a lot of trust in Watkins. Well, a lot of trust in some of his players as well because... the they're getting results from at the moment. Mm. We've talked about this forward line a little bit there. We've talked about how pretty much Watkins seems to be the only one going forward that we like the look of. Cash seems to be the best option defensively, but do we actually expect to see more clean sheets from Villa now? I think so. I think I don't think Gerard plays too much of an attacking style of player, does he? Um, at least not a range as he got a lot of clean sheets of them, albeit in the, the Scottish Premier League. But yeah, I can't say Villa like going out all out attacking a lot of games. Um, I think they might nick a few one nils, you know, potentially some two ones in there as well. So there'll be a lot of tight games. But yeah, I think they'll still pick up uh, more clean sheets than they did under the previous manager. 
Yeah, and of course, not to forget, as we mentioned before, after this Liverpool fixture, it is Norwich and Burnley, which seem to be the boys to beat at the moment. So, might be worth that punt. Who is our Jordy's player of the match? So we've went for Manny on this one. Um, a quick question on Manny: If he was priced at the same Hung Min Son, would you have him in your team? I think I would. <laughs> I think I can answer that pretty quickly. And I would say, yeah, I would. Definitely, I would. I would. I would agree with that. Uh, on other score predictions, I went for two-one to Liverpool. Oh, and I think obviously they were a little bit shaky last time out. Liverpool needed a last-minute winner. Granted, they had the chances. I think that Gerald can turn up to Anfield and get something, so I'm going for a 1-1. Ooh. So, next game on the, the list on Saturday is Norwich against Man U. And that's the late kickoff at half five. Norwich have looked a lot better since the new managers came in, and surprisingly, they dominated possession against Spurs by quite a hefty margin. Obviously, in terms of FPL assets, are they still a no-go at the moment? There's no one really that stands out, bar Pucky, who's on pens, but there's still better options at his price point as well, surely? Yeah, I'd agree with you. And, you know, yes, Norris did dominate the possession, but you wouldn't be surprised if that was like a tactical ploy from Conte, mm-hmm. and that was always the plan, that they dominate position and get them on the counter, which is where a couple of their goals did come from. Yes, well, I think we're just going to say the same, even if Norwich end up on a six-game win run, I think <laughs> we're still going to stay the same. It's Pookie and no one else. But that price point, I'd still prefer the Watford boys, as we've mentioned. Nah, totally Norman, agree. Norman, Norman looked good a couple of weeks. He scored the other week as well. I don't know if he's still out injured. If you're if you're really looking for a 4.5 million, you can do a lot worse. You can probably do a lot better as well, to be honest. <laughs> so yeah, let's just let's just keep Norwich's names out of mouth and move straight on to Man United. It would do like the look of a lovely fixture run, mate. The best, the best fixture run over Christmas. Of course, that includes us on Boxing Day. We're always in the nice fixture runs. <laughs> um, we've discussed the assets a little bit as well. It's going to be a who do you get. Maybe it's a wait and see to see who's getting those minutes in the Champions League. It's going to sway decisions. But personally, I like the look of Rashford. I don't really have any stats or information that backs up that decision. <laughs> but I, I just like the look of him. And I, I, I would go Rashford if I had to. He's always been a good option on FPL in previous seasons as well, um, especially with him being a midfielder as well. I think that sort of edges a lot of people's uh, decisions on him. But we went for Rashford as well, Jordy's player of the match. Um, I've went for 2-0 to Man U. What are you going for, Dan? I've gone for a 3-1. And I think on Rashford a little bit, the only problem is 9.4 million. You're gonna. St- Everyone's got two premiums in at the moment, I would imagine. At 9.4 million, you're probably going to struggle to get Salah, Rashford and a premium so yeah. you're probably going to have to to weigh up your money somewhere else and sometimes having a player if like Youngman Son's been my second premium for a few weeks now doesn't fill you with as much excitement because you look at other teams and they've got now he's a Salah and a Bruno or a Salah and a Mane and a Salah and a Kane and you're like oh that looks more exciting than mine hmm. and you're probably going to get that feeling as well if you go for Rashford because you're not going to be able to afford another premium so just want to keep an eye on depends how you like to look at your team I suppose but I like, I like the look of Rashford Speaking about Kane, um, we're on to Brighton against Spurs next, which is the 2 o'clock kickoff on on Sunday. We don't know whether this game's going to be on at the moment because there's a lot of rumours of a COVID outbreak at Spurs. See, I've uh, not heard anything about this, Stephen. Oh, it's all our. It's all our at the minute. It's all our Twitter anyways. Take that with so a who, pinch who of salt. Is, 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 is are they saying there's a COVID outbreak, which would mean that the team just generally can't go ahead because they haven't got enough players? Or is it just like... 
is it is this government guidance now where if there's an outbreak at your club or at your workplace that you can't go to work or is a specific players came out and said they've got like how big is this outbreak? It did state oh, there was about uh, six or seven first teamers rumoured to be um, tested positive for COVID. So I do think that would mean like a, a delay in the fixture at the very least. Um, I suppose yeah. we'll get some more information because they'll have a conference league game on Thursday, won't they? Yeah, they might just play all the, the resis for that anyways. But I think there is a massive risk of this game being called off, which will be causing a lot of damage for FPL managers, Sanchez, Lamptey, Region, Son, Kane, quite well owned. Um, a lot of people might have two or three of them in the team as well. Um, I know I'm sitting with Sanchez and Kane. I mean, it's not so bad with Sanchez because I've got Guaita um, in the in the team. I liked it a little bit there, thinking you meant Davinson Sanchez, and then I remember the Brighton <laughs> goalkeeper. <laughs> Aye. I've got uh, Guaita to come in for Sanchez uh, if required, um, and Kane is just not something I'm going to speak about very often on, on these podcasts anymore because he's fucking pissed me off. So. Um, he's he's going to be gone anyway, so I'm I'm not asked to be honest. But I know you've got a couple of them as well. A lot of people in our mini leagues have got Region. I mean, what what you, what do you do with these ones? Is it wait and see? There's probably going to be a lot of price drops on these players coming up as well. You've got to factor that into it, haven't you? I think it is going to be a wait and see. Um, yes, obviously Son and Kane quite well owned, and with Brighton's injury problems coming up, they could be on for a big haul as well. So people will be. They'll be feeling very burnt as well. Obviously, they had the game against Burnley called off due to the weather, which was a good fixture for them. The Brighton fixture is looking like a nice fixture with the injury problems that they've got. Dunk, Duffy, Webster, Veltman all flagged on the FPL site. So people will be pissed off. I'll be pissed off as well because I've got Sanchez and my second goalkeeper was Foster, who's injured. <laughs> so I'm going to have to... Get the GoPros. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to try and navigate that a bit on Tottenham I think they will be devastated if the Brighton game isn't going ahead because of the the injuries that we've mentioned before because they're definitely starting to get their mojo back a little bit under Conte you've got Kane which by the sounds of things you're moving him on or you haven't quite made that clear yet I'm moving him on he's gone <laughs> <laughs> but um, but what do you do even if this game was to go ahead Kane owners Yes, it's the easy moves of Ronaldo. You're doing it because he's pissed you off. But is there possibly someone with more level head than you, Stephen? Might just want to keep a hold of him this week. What are you trying to say about my head, like? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think a lot of people will be doing the same move. Uh, I'm going to try and uh, claim Kane was just a p- uh, placeholder for me. Not didn't 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 bring him in because he was going to get points. Just brought him in because he's a placeholder for Ronaldo. I'll have to claim that because otherwise I just look like a bit of a idiot so far. Like, but I, I pissed me off so much. I'm, I'm just not even going to look to bring him in at any point. Even if they get a triple game week with Brighton, Burnley, and Norwich, he's not coming back in anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I believe I believe that when I see it. No, I'm going for um, Son now. Trust us, Son's. <laughs> I've burnt my fingers getting Kane. I'll be bringing Son in next time. Yeah, it's funny enough we talk about the FPL assets and whether to move them on because I don't know if you've seen Reggie on on Twitter had said, oh, I've just, I've just hurt my groin, I'll be back in two days, please don't sell me FPL owners. I, I do love it when the actual players do get involved with a bit of the FPL crack. It's brilliant, man. Trent and Sterling have done it in uh, years gone by and it is good crack. Um, if this game is to go ahead, Stephen, who is your George player of the match and what is your score prediction? 
where you must have put this because I've definitely not put this bloke as the Geordie player of the match. <laughs> you put Harry Kane and I didn't want, <laughs> didn't want him to get any points this weekend. So, Well, mate, my, your transfers of recent, you just know for a fine fact if he comes out, then he's doing something. I'm going to say Trossard, mate, but you can have you can have Kane as it. Um, and I'm going to go... Trossard got, Trossard got stretched off, didn't he? Ah, he was only just a little, little bad arm, man. Well, if he's done his shoulder or something like that, there's a few weeks in there, but... Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking. You know, Conte is looking good at the minute. He's not lost the Premier League game. I don't plan on it starting this week. So I've gone with three nil for Tottenham. In fact, and I imagine Kane's going to get a couple of those, mate. Yeah, I mean, if a lot of the players are missing, I'm thinking it's just going to be a stalemate at one-one. Both teams could be missing a lot of players this weekend. So I see it being a bit of a bore. Yeah, yeah, I can. I can see that. To be honest with you, um, Burnley West Ham is the other two o'clock. Could this be the season that Burnley finally fucking go down, mate? Let's fucking hope so. Fucking anyone likes Burnley, do they? I mean, we talk about them. We talk about them quite a lot in a positive manner, but let's just be negative to them. I, I do really hope they go down. And um, that Coney injury is not looking good, is it? He's been the explosive player for them. He's been the game changer the last. I mean, they haven't been done brilliantly recently, but he's been the one who looks like he could be the one to fire them, want to do something. Injury news, you know, with a fast. Pacey player like that, muscle injuries don't you can't you can't rush them back really, can you? Because you don't know how that'll look going forward. He's he's got to go if you've got him, in my opinion. But we'll just have to see how the next few games go. He's looked good when he's fit, but no one else is really standing out. Obviously, not scoring a goal against Newcastle is criminal at the moment, and they've managed to not do it. Playing against a good West Ham team as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Coney looks like a Saint Maximum type player probably going to pick up a lot of points when he's fit but when he's injured he's going to get a lot of mus- muscle injuries um it's 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 a difficult one we were going to put him in a few weeks ago weren't we i'm glad i'm glad i didn't yeah and the only reason i didn't is because i couldn't get one so i'm quite <laughs> glad i didn't as well um west ham they just keep plugging away and plugging away and it's good to see for a manager like Moise as well i can guarantee you now if he Hadn't already been Man United manager, there's a good chance that he would have been Man United, Man United manager instead of that Ralph Rangnick right now. Because mm. he seems like the perfect fit for them, but they're just not going to go back on the laurels, Man United. They're too, they're too proud for that. Yeah, and I think that, that job suits him down to the tee, doesn't it? That sort of mid-table team that he sort of progresses to get into Europe. Done it with Everton. Is that, is that... Is that Man United you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Could be actually, but no. On Moyes, uh, like he he seems to do it very well. I mean, if if he was an option for the two, and at some point if Eddie Howe was about to leave, I I would love him here because I think he could get with into Europe. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely, mate. But West Ham, yes, we've discussed. They've got a few injuries. Midfielders and attackers are going to be the attractive options. Antonio hasn't done good against the bad, the good teams, so he could well do good against the bad teams. Bowen looks to be the only one in there. So, yeah, I think those are the ones you're going to go for. And I definitely wouldn't put you off from trying to get them in now, to be honest with you. There's a few players that were mentioned that to get rid of. Jimenez, Rafinha. It's an easy move to those players if you can do it. But that's partly the reason why our joyous player of the match is Jared Bowen this week, Stephen. Yeah, and I've went for 3-1 to West Ham. What are you going for, Dan? I'm going to go for a 2-0 in this one. Nice. That leads us on to our boys. Uh, actually, the two o'clock kickoff as well, but they're on telly on Sunday, so should be an interesting one. Leicester against Newcastle. Yes, and we'll start with the home team. And they're the team to beat at the minute, isn't it? Either. Def- I would target them. If you've got 
any attacking players that are coming up against Leicester or you're looking to get someone in that's playing against Leicester, you definitely want to target them at the moment. They can't, see, can't keep a clean sheet to save their life. Nah. And it feels like they will concede against anyone at the moment. I mean, they conceded four games just at the back end of last season, but they're just shipping goals for fun at the moment. Um, but if we're looking to get anyone in, yes, of course, it's not going to be defensively attacking-wise. <laughs> I think I've got the same feeling about Barnes as you do about Kane, so he'll not be coming back in for me. But he's he's not a bad option at the moment, him and Madison coming back on the radar for some, potential, for some managers, potentially. Yeah, I mean, his price point, uh, Bonds, I think he's down to 6.5 now as well. So he's in that Rafinha um, range. So I, I, I couldn't imagine a lot of people coming off Rafinha and bringing him in. Good differential. Very good differential at the moment. And he wasn't at the start this season. He felt like he was nah. in most players' teams. But And a little bit on Madison as well. We've talked about it before. He seems to be that player who just hits a run of form. He's banging into it at the moment, isn't he? And against yeah. Newcastle, he loves, he loves to score against us. He's on set pieces as well. We're typically bad for um, conceding goals from set pieces. So he's definitely a viable option this, this weekend. There's going to be a lot of people screaming from the hills about what to do with Vardy, Stephen. I'll let you shed some light on that because I would be absolutely lost. Oh, I don't that either. He's, it's, it's a funny price point. He's 10.6 or 10.7 at the moment. Um, he's... Still got a lot of holes in him. He got a 12-point against Watford a couple of weeks back when we said he was a good captaincy option as well. Coming up there, the fixtures still are all right. Newcastle, Spurs, Everton, and then they go on a bit of a difficult one. So I think you would keep him for the next three games and then when they've got City and Liverpool afterwards, look at transferring him out then. agree with that one. And a little bit on the tune. Finally got a win, mate. Thank fuck for that. Clean sheet as well. Very important, but I mean... We can't see many of them going forward, can we? Nah, I mean, I love the passion from Eddie Howe. I really enjoyed like him coming in so far. Like I think we've been a much better team, albeit they are still the same players. And yes, well, we're going to concede pretty much every game, but from an attacking perspective and work rate-wise, they look much better. They look much better, mate, but we can't. I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if we got something in this game. I mm. am touting us for a victory in my predictions, but after this game... You don't you don't get them in. Don't get any players in for a game at Leicester. No. And you've got Liverpool, Man City, Man United to follow. Like, just I think, oh yes, it's our boys, and we want to try and advertise our, our team as much as we can on this podcast. But we just we don't because it's just not the right thing to do. If you've got our lads, get rid of them. Yeah, I totally agree there. So we went for Wilson as the Jory's player of the match. Um, he's on pens, so we know he's still good for for money. Um, and then I went for two two in the correct score. Oh, that Desmond, wow. Ah, uh, I fancy goals in this one, definitely. Yeah, well, I've gone the exact opposite and I think we might just sneak another 1-0 victory. That would be lovely. And on uh, the last game of the game week, it's the half-four kick-off. Bit of a disappointment fixture, really. I'll be listening at work. <laughs> uh, Palace Everton, Palace assets. We, we gave them shit at the start of the season. We loved them a few weeks ago. But they're just dying off at the moment. I mean, they've got some nice fixtures to turn it around, but the lads that were sort of recommended, we've seen Elise, he's not been in, Zaha no. has been dodgy, Gallagher, they're just making them out to be liars, aren't they? They are. There's no one really standing out at the moment from them, like you say. Um, Gallagher's playing further back as well, playing a deeper role, seems to be because MacArthur's not been in the team recently. Um, he seems to be the one that like sets him off to go forward. So... I think a lot of people will be coming off Gallagher. He's went. He's had a price drop as well. So 
that looks like someone that people are taking out. But I don't think you have to transfer him out at the moment. He's not a, a major fire in the team, so I'll be looking to keep him just because of the fixtures. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everything in this game week, but then Southampton, Watford, Tottenham, Norwich takes it to game of twenty. It's still a nice run of fixtures, isn't it? It's not the it's not the player I think that's or it's not even the team that's making you a bit worried. Yes, they've lost the last three, but it's just the positioning. He's playing a lot deeper, as you say. MacArthur's not they need MacArthur back. I never thought I'd have to say that about <laughs> anyone really, but then they do need MacArthur back in that team to help them take over. Um, Everton, on the other hand, we thought Rafa's day was days were numbered, but. Uh, emphatic finish to that game on Monday night. I really enjoyed watching it and Demory Gray did look good. They just don't have any FPL assets. Is it, is it safe to say? A few weeks ago we were saying Townsend, Dukuri or Gray you could be going for. I don't think it would be wise to go for any at the moment. I don't know how you feel about that. What a mistake that was saying that. I mean, Smith Rowe at the same price point, if we got him in let's just say about six or seven game weeks ago, I think would be a lot higher up um, in the rankings. But Ah, it's been put off by the the form recently. Um, they've got nice fixtures from game week 18, so things may change. But Gray looks the only option at the moment. He just he picks up a lot of injuries. That's the the thing to worry about with him. Yeah, I agree. And if just as a little roundup to that game a little bit, if anyone wants a living proof of how the bonus point system for FPL is absolutely fucked, um, Gray gets an assist and a last minute goal and comes out with zero bonus points. So. Don't worry about it, everyone. We know the game's fucked. <laughs> Rich Allison with two offside goals. Surely that would be a negative, and he came up with three bonus, so mental. Right, so George's player of the match, Stephen. I have went for, or we have went for, Wilf Zahar. Yes, we just went against everything we've just said and went for Zahar. Yes, we have, as we do. And I've went for a 2-1, Stephen. What is your final score prediction of the week? I'm going to go with 2-0 to Palace. 2-0 to Palace, lovely. So that's the games rounded up, Stephen. What is your transfer plans for going into those games? I mean, if I've not already made it known during this pod, I'll repeat myself again. Kane can fuck off. Ronaldo in. That's we're done and dusted. I don't need to fucking worry anymore. Simple as that. Simple as that. Uh, yes, I'm in a similar-ish boat. I've got two transfers at the moment, but it's going to take two transfers to get where I want. It's going to hurt getting rid of Son after a big haul this weekend and I've talked myself into Spurs' assets against Brighton because of the injury problems they've got. But to get Ronaldo in, he's going to have to make way. So it's going to be Ronaldo in for Jimenez. So that's going to leave 7.1 million for us, Stephen. I was, as you know, I was mentioning some players that I like the look of. I like the look of Madison, but again, looking at the fixtures, I don't really like the look of the fixtures after this. Game week against Newcastle, so I've got 7.1. Who? Tell us who. Tell us who's looking okay. Which which teams can I look for? Well, we've already mentioned the teams that we like the look of uh, for the fixture swing, so I guess we'd have... None of them, none of them include midfielders around that price point. That's a problem. Aye. That's, that's going to be the difficult thing. West Ham? West Ham midfielder? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a, that's maybe it's one to think about. I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to work it out, but yeah. My transfer plans going forward. I'm getting Ronaldo in for Jimenez, and I'll be looking for someone around the seven million, six and a half million bracket to replace Son. That's left to be seen. Everyone will know that by Friday afternoon when we post our teams over at Jordy's FPL. So yeah, get following, and you'll find out who that was. I mean, I'll give you three options. You can think about which ones are the best at that. We've got Zaha, we've got Bowen, and 
Bloody hell, it could, it could literally be a Smith Rose, the other option at this point. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, people who listen and have managed to get this for 7.1 million for a midfielder, you want him in for the next five or six at least, comment down below this podcast and tell me who you think is a good option. And no one taking the piss saying something like Josh Brownhill. I can just see someone doing a, a proper good suggestion for you and you're just still not doing anything about it anyways. So I'm interested exactly. to see who people say. <laughs> yeah, so we'll round that up, up that one up now, Stephen. That is the game week sixteen preview. Game week sixteen, yes, that's where we're at. And episode nineteen already. We're nearly at the big twenty. Um, thank you everybody for listening, and don't forget to follow us at Jordy's FPL on Twitter. Um, we've rambled on a little bit, Stephen, so I think we'll just cut that right now. Yeah, just one last thing. It's the FPL Cup this weekend, so anyone that's looking to try and win a free kit or whatever it is that you win these days on that you may as well try and beat your opponent have a, have a look who you've got the game against i've had a look my my guys four million ranked in the world i'll probably get beat off him still because i'm in a shite run but we'll move <laughs> we'll see what happens we'll see what happens mate so we'll leave that there thank you all the listeners and we will see you all later cheers everyone for listening ta ta Thank you.